All right, and we say shalom to you and welcome to our power packed, spirit led midweek scripture study. We're super excited to hear the word on tonight. And I want to let someone know something that's listening in. It is really good. It's an awesome pleasure to have a pastor and not just, just any pastor, but a pastor that diligently seeks the word and brings forth the word in such a such fullness that it's only conducive to uh, ambassadors that want to learn, that will want to study the word out for themselves. And so we're so super excited. We don't count it lightly. We count it a privilege and an honor to be here. And if you do the same, like, subscribe, and share to the YouTube channel, and let's continue to spread kingdom knowledge, kingdom school of thought, so other people, lost kings in the earth, can find the word, the pure word, and get back in position, and get back into their positions of righteousness. Now, at this time, I have the pleasure of uh, giving it over to my dad, my pastor, my mentor, uh, Dr. Larry Wheat, and we are ready to receive the word. Well, all right, I'm ready to. We say shalom to every everyone, and we are, uh, we take it that you're having a great day, and you have to make life act right. I tell people all the time, "Well, how's it going? It's going well. How's life? I make it act right, because <laughs> it won't it won't act right unless you make it. You have to uh, take uh, control of what's going on around you, your circumstance, your situation, and see. That's what when you get empowered with knowledge of the kingdom laws, precepts, principles, systems, benefits, privilege, how the government of the kingdom work if you're born again and you're a citizen of the kingdom. So we can rule and reign. We can manage. We can govern first our own situation, circumstances, and life itself. You know, because many are trying to rule, manage, and govern the earth, but your own life is just, just everywhere. I mean, just, just, you know, yes. But um, one of the things that we, uh, our objective is to bring people from the mentality of being a church member to a kingdom citizen, from religion to rule it, from looking forward to die and go to heaven to bringing heaven on earth where you are living. That's the mission. That's the mandate of the Father. He never created us for heaven. No one was created to go to heaven. Everyone was created to rule, manage, and govern the earth. The only reason we are going through that now is because of rebellion, actually, by our Father against the government of the kingdom of heaven. And our mother, Matzah Izanigad, is the name in the Hebrew that the Father gave to Isha, the woman. And then Adam named her Hava after they had committed the act of rebellion and the translators translated it into Eve. Eve is an English word. Uh, she was not an English citizen. She was not of the English culture. Her name is Hava, but that's what's in the Bible. And that's what we, we, we learn until we learn better. Also seeing what's going on, you know, uh, we do our best not to be hindsighted and talk about things after they happen which you call hindsight prophecy. It's like a woman taking uh, the prenatal after the baby is born, uh, doing things to take care of what she would normally do to take care of the child is in a womb after the baby is born. It don't make sense. But I, 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 I be checking different things out and I told my wife uh, right after the, the scrimmage broke out, 
on the Gaza Strip, you can have all kind of people talking about the end times and what this mean, what they mean, and they're going to write books and this and that and the other. They did the same thing back in 1988, and we was over in Yisrael, uh, in Jerusalem, and it was a scrimmage going on in the Gaza Strip. That was 30-some years ago, and the same thing happened. So um, I want to get into some things relative to end times. Uh, one thing that I want you to keep in mind is that Israel consists of a nation of people and is not a strip of land. I always remember that. Israel is a nation of people. The land was a promise that was made to the nation of people. And the nation of Israel, the whole nation is still in a scattered state, still in a scattered state. The original Israelites uh, and those uh, descendants of the original Israelites, for the majority, they're not even in uh, that land. They're not in Jerusalem. They're not in what's called a state of Israel. They're not even there. And a lot of them are not allowed to come back there. For the most part, the people we see over there now are proselytes, proselytes, proselytes or converts. And uh, you notice the physical futures are uh, similar to those of Khazar and Askenazi. And it was called Khazar, Askenazi, uh, Sepharic, and some pronounce it different. And they said Jews. So Israel, the, the, the name of Yisrael's sons, when they came together, it, it wasn't, they were not Jews. That term came in during a conflict. And when the tribe of Judah uh, and uh, Levi and uh, Benjamin separated, see the Levite went with Judah, separated from the other tribes. And that particular, those three tribes were called Judah because they followed the father's selected leader, whereas the other tribes followed the rejected leader. So you had the division. And then you got a lot of history that uh, focus on European concepts and religious concepts versus the original. Because if you focus on the original, everybody getting exposed and everything flip, turns around and flips over. So remember that, and other groups are talking about it all the time. Most of the nation is in South America and North America, you know, uh, were deported during the slave trade. Satan was behind that whole uh, thing that was going on to make sure that he got the people who carried the, the original core of the knowledge of Elohim out of there. And then there were replacements came in. So, you know, you got different ones. Uh, talk about different characteristics. And there was one time going on called uh, uh, Zionists was talking about DNA and they proved that to be a lie, that they was making stuff up, you know, and the guy who showed, uh, who exposed them, you know, they got rid of them, but he left some books uh, on record for us uh, concerning what was really going on. So I need to say all these things because we deal with truth. And we don't base nothing on mainstream media, mainstream religion, we go back to the precepts of the kingdom government and look at things from a kingdom perspective with a king who owned everything, everything. And there's only one will of the king. So as we go into this particular, you can put the title page up, page up. we're going to go into this particular area. And there's a lot of stuff going on. More and more people are being deceived. More and more people are coming up with their own doctrine and things like that. 
and I'm just doing a summary. I got uh, uh, several things. Last uh, end times, uh, a, a lot of a lot of teaching out concerning this area right here. And of course, when I was in the seminary, the late great Dr. Thomas was my professor, and I excelled in eschatology, that particular course, es eschatology uh, and theology. I excelled in those particular courses, and we before, if you all remember, when the Berlin Wall came down. I had it in my, uh, the summary we had to do, uh, the prophecy and predicting that would happen before it happened. And it happened while I was in the seminary. They said, man, how did you know that? I said, just study scripture and neology, this to the Holy Spirit, and just put it in documented form, and I wanted an A. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> so uh, we're very versed in that area, and we don't try to push it. Uh, our main objective is the brain citizens of the kingdom into a state of maturity. And all areas of doctrine need to be learned and learned well. And we're teaching a session, foundation of kingdom doctrine. That's the foundation that we need to have in us to understand this, okay? So let's go to our title page, the apocalypse and, and the end of the world. I got something that will get some attention. Let's get our title page back up. And this is what we call end time teaching, end time teaching in time teaching, all right? So let's deal with this. Now let's uh, look at, uh, like I said, I'm gonna do a just a summary, then I'm gonna come back and talk about the raptures and all of that, believe me, we're gonna get into all that. We have past sessions on it also, and we just refresh it. Now, the age of apostasy, the age of apostasy, 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 somebody say that for me, <laughs> apostasy. Apostasy. Apostasy, there you go, apostasy. Thank you, Dr. Nair. All right, the spirit explicitly says that in latter times, some will fall away from the faith. And you know, we've been teaching defending the faith. We're not through, believe me. And we know we're getting right back in it. Holy Spirit told me to get on this now. All right, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, Look, we're going to uh, really deal with this, this 70 weeks, <clears throat> this uh, prophecy, this revelation that was given to Daniel, uh, the prophet that was given to him. Uh, he was given, actually revealed to him the timeline, the timeline as relates to the battle of Armageddon and going into the millennium reign, which would take us into the final battle, and then a great righteous throne judgment. He was given a timeline how that things would come to an end as the way we see it now and how things are operating now. Okay, so that's why I want to go back here and uh, let's look at these uh, prophecies that was written. See, that's why it's very important that we learned, learn the Tanakh. Remember, the Messianic Hebrew scriptures <coughs> were taken and translated, excuse me, into Greek. And the lie was told that the Greek was the original and the Hebrews wrote in Greek. That's a lie. That is a fat, bald-faced lie. If you check out Josephus, the Yehudite or the Jewish historian, he would tell you how the original Hebrews felt about the Greeks. Remember, it was the Greeks that conquered the temple and brought pigs in there and 
did their best to destroy the oil that was necessary to keep the light burning in the temple. Those were Greek Syrians. You know, so when we look at real history, it's it's just you gotta be deceived and following doctrines of demons not to get that. It, it have to be, because a person with truth, and, and remember this, truth is not just embedded in doctrine. Truth is a spirit. You got the spirit of truth and the word of truth. And many people really don't have the spirit of truth. When truth come, the truth is rejected based on some book they read or some science, some teacher teaching from a scientific platform. That's the foundation. Science, where you're proving this and see this and see that and see the other. You know, we can't go that route. And I've been emphasizing that, especially with my families. Listen, we, we can find scriptures on this, that, and other, but I always remember the Holy Spirit is a living person. And many people don't have the Holy Spirit, especially educated people, because educated people depend on their mind. And when you depend on your mind, you only got two sources of thought that are being deposited when, within your mind that's going to get in your belief system, and that's what you're going to believe. It's either light or darkness. All right, so let's look at this 70 year prophecy. Uh, let's go let's go to our notes and let's look at this. All right. The number seven is what we're dealing with. Now in Daniel 9:24, it will involve, it will involve this, that's the scripture reference you go to. It will involve 70 sets of seven for a total of 490 years. Now, this 409 is very significant. Um, now, if you know the answer, go ahead on and tell us because we are studying. You got 490, but what's significant about 49? And it ties right into a more deep or a special holy week. What's significant about that 49? Someone give me that countdown. And it ties one holy week to another one to mark the other one. Someone tell me what that is. Well, the 49 is seven sevens, and uh, when you count down, uh, your friends are counting. Okay, here and there, from the Passover, 49 days are counted to Shavuot, a feast of weeks. That's, that's how you know when that exact day begins. Seven Week seven times seven is 49, uh, 49. Then the 50th is the Moadib, the celebration of Shavuot or weeks. It's not Pentecost, that's Greek stuff, Greek concept. Get that out your mind. But that's in the Bible, it's on day of Pentecost. No, they never say it Pentecost, that's a Greek term which means 50. And within that, you are no, you never know anything about the counting of the Omer, it's the counting of the Omer begin. And on that 50th day of the counting of Omer marks the holy week of Shavuot. So, and here you have right here, 490 years. At the end of this 400 and 490 years is going to mark something. And that's what we're dealing with. All right. So beginning with the command to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. I got this little chart here. It's kind of, so you can have just a little visual. I'm not going to stop there and get into it that much so we have to go back to the command to the build the walls of jerusalem and those 490 years is 70 times 70. now at the end 
is what we gone going to, I mentioned earlier about the Battle of Armageddon is what's going to end it. All right. So let's keep right on going. All right. Now the command to restore, the command to restore, and that script, that scripture reference is Daniel 9, uh, 25. And we've got some others here that you can just take them down for your notes because we're not going to read them all. All right. So I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Renee to read that for us, uh, dealing with this particular note here. Okay, Zernatiz agreed that Nehemiah could return to rebuild the walls. This was in 445 BC, and it is the decree in Daniel 9.25. The command given to restore Jerusalem in the appearance of Messiah as seven weeks and 62 weeks. 69 heptides equals 800, 483 years. Counting 483 years from 457 BC, when the word to restore Jerusalem was issued, places the appearance of the Messiah in the year of AD 26. In that year, Yeshua of Nazareth was baptized by Yochanan in the river of Jordan. Shortly thereafter, he commenced his messianic, messianic ministry. Okay. All right. Notice it mess messianic. And see, the original messianic writings, writings of the Messiah, concerning the Messiah, Messiah was written in Hebrew. And I had one pastor, he went to Liberty University, and of course, his, his mind, belief system have been colonized by religion and uh, European history as it relates to, to the Bible. And uh, he made the statement, I said, yeah, absolutely. Sheo wrote in several languages, if I'm gonna write a letter, to the Chinese, then I'm gonna put it in the Chinese language. You know, if I write this letter to uh, people in Russia, I'm gonna put it in language they understand. However, that doesn't negate what I the, what I originally wrote in my own language, and I'm taking from there and sending copies out in these different languages, but it's carrying the original thought. Now things have been washed down and washed up so much that if you don't search out the original Hebrew meaning, then we just take in the meaning of a language, of a linguist and what they say things meant. So the Messianic is, was, are the Hebrew writings that the original Hebrews wrote. Now, uh, the book of Matthew, uh, they couldn't get rid of that one. Someone discovered that one. It was in his original Hebrew. So when I see things like that, I, I don't, don't try to tell me because Greek was some common language. That don't make sense neither. It doesn't make, I said, well, I thought the Romans was running things. So y'all saying the Romans, Italians were dumb. And you know, they're very arrogant. They cut your head off, you even try to express that. And they valued their language and their culture. But because of history and what somebody put in a book, for the most part, people still can't get it. Deception and doctrines of demons have caused people's mind to be like that. If you got Holy Spirit in you, the spirit of truth, and you living out of your spirit and you yield to your spirit, you can really, readily you identify with truth. You say, no, that's not, you can't sprinkle salt and truth if you do is no longer truth. It has to be pure or nothing. All right, now, so, what time period are we in now? And I told you I'm doing a summary. I can stay right there where we were. Right there where we were for weeks. 
I'm giving you some keys that when you go back and study, you can connect the dots. Now let's look at what time period are we in now? So we're dealing with the seventh week. The seventh week determines the end of things the way they are now and the way they were then. What's going to end the seventh week? You're going to see later on also, actually the battle of Armageddon. The last week, and you're going to see that the seven years of the last, you know, seven times seven, and that last seven years, when it kicked back up, we're going to have uh, the tribulation period, which people don't believe in because people are deceived and following the doctrine of demons. They don't want you to be ready for that. All right. The age, here, here it is. It ain't the church age. Yeshua never uttered church out of his mouth. He never uttered ecclesia out of his mouth unless he was talking to the Romans relative to their cabinet and to their government. Remember, ecclesia means it has, it relates to a political party, the cabinet, Caesar's cabinet. Another word for Caesar is Lord. Rome was the superpower in Europe, not everywhere else. Everything was centered in terms of the secular government and religion in Rome. I always remember that you put these keys in, it's going to open your eyes up. All right. So Ecclesia, what they did, they followed Caesar around or Lord and every word that came out of his mouth, they wrote it down and made sure it was put into practice. It was political to be a part of. And you look at it, maybe still online, you look at the theory of Greek leadership, you will find uh, what I'm about to tell you. And that is if you want European descent, you couldn't be a part of that. You just you just couldn't do it. That's all. All right. So now Yeshua never uttered that word. However, you'll find the word church where? In the Bible. Why? Because the English was translated from the Greek, not the Hebrew. All right. So the age of the ambassadors, we are ambassadors in the anointing. Elohim is working through us to bring the world or reconcile the world back into himself. I left Corinthians 5, a.k.a. 1 Corinthians 5. You'll find it there. Beginning at 17, we say, if any man be in the anointing, he is a new creation. All things are new. Uh, 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 new. Behold, all things are new and the old things are past. You know, and then he talk about who we are in terms as being ambassadors. We are FEM Philippians tell us we are citizens of the kingdom. We're not church members. We are citizens of the government of the kingdom of heaven when we get born again. Please get this. This is going to help somebody. Citizens of the kingdom. Uh, we are saints. We are saints. So this age that we are in now, this dispensation is not the church age. It's the age of the ambassadors. It's the last call to get the message out to mankind. And during this age, mankind will be assisted by Malachans called angels to get the message out. You, Yeshua said the end is not going, I don't care what scientists say. I don't care what they say. Yeshua, the son of Elohim, said the end is not going to come until this message is get the, every nation hear this message. Not, not religion, not people hollering kingdom and don't know anything about what they're talking about, but actually the concepts, the principles, the precepts, the laws of the government of the kingdom. When that word, that knowledge get to all nations, then the end is going to come. He didn't say anything about 
getting folks saved. He said, get the message to them. They'll determine whether they get born again or not. They're going to receive the message because righteousness must be satisfied. So let's change that terminology about some church age. We're not in no church age. You know, the, the politicians <laughs> and that spirit is so heavy that the church itself is a political body. You remember Paula White was Donald Trump's spiritual advisor. Yeshua Net didn't have anything to do with Caesar other than telling Caesar, don't get scared. My kingdom is not of this world. If it was, I'll take over. My government is not your government. I'm not, I'm not here for that stuff. You understand? So uh, we have to detox. Now, the age of, let's go back to the notes. Here we go. The age of the ambassadors is between the 69th and 70th week. The end, right at the end of that 470 years, that 70th week, those last seven years are going to pick up. But right now, we're in between the 69th and the 70th of the last. In other words, the timetable that Elohim gave to Daniel, that time clock has stopped. And we're going to see who stopped it and why. I just told you the purpose of it, the message. The father want to get the message out. He is so compassionate and he want everybody on this earth to know about the government that he created to govern mankind. A democracy was not created to govern mankind, it was created by the Greeks. Communism was not created to govern mankind. Socialism, none of these governments were created by the father to govern mankind. Only the government of the kingdom. This is very important that we get this. Not the government of the church, not Christianity, not Islam, not Buddhism, not him. None of those were created by the Lord to govern his people. Yeshua never said, I come to start a religion. We've been going by what's been written in the Bible by translators. That, and it does not agree with the truth. I don't care who wrote it. It, it can be the King James 16, 11, 10, 44, 203. It doesn't matter. If it's not true, the truth, then it's, excuse me, if it's not the truth, then it's not true. That's what I meant by people depending on documents that don't have the spirit of truth embedded in it. You can't put, you can't take this book and say, this is the word of Elohim. This is what man wrote. And some of these other religions been telling y'all all the time. No, my pastor said this infallible, indestructible. I said it, word of Elohim. And then I switched. When I got some sense, I said, this book contained the scriptures, which we are going to study to get the original truth from the original language by way of the spirit of truth. If the spirit of truth is not present, you can't dig out the truth in no document. And some people got the Bible, which means book of books, on your car dashboard, in your bed, and everywhere else, and it, it ain't, listen, you can't condense all the Elohim is in a book. Now, I know I'm shaking, rattling, rolling right now, but that spirit of religion got to go. All right, so we're in between the sixth night and seventh week of Yahweh timetable that he gave to the nation of Yisrael, a moment notes, and 
end of the rule, here we go, end of the rule of the unrighteous nations. When you see Gentiles, uh, that word there actually is referring to unrighteous nations as well as the seed of Japheth. It's Japheth, but there are no J's in Hebrews. Let's get educated. Again, when you see Gentiles, you have to put it in context. It's either referring to nations who either don't know Elohim or have rejected, is a have or has, has rejected him. I'm looking at my teacher. Y'all want to know who my, my mentor is? My greatest inspiration? The one who pushed me, support me, always there for me? My mentor, I want my mentor to say shalom to us. I want to recognize my mentor. I know you're talking. The Holy Spirit is your mentor. I'm just your assistant. <laughs> <laughs> now you told all them for hundreds of folks in Texas. How <laughs> was your mentor? You're my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she she educated me. She mentored me in speaking. I, I speak a lot better now uh, because of her ministry. <laughs> all right. Okay, now, uh, so the seed of Japheth, and if you go to Bereshit and study carefully, you'll see that. And you see that most of the European and the European nations come from Japheth. You go back to the beginning and you get all those nations mentioned. And it's good to study that because you're going to see who was involved in World War III and who are the intricate players uh, in this timetable. And even during the tribulation period, you're going to see some things. So when you study, when you read about time of the Gentiles and things like this, you have to be able to identify what who he was talking about. So uh, he gave to a nation of Israel and the end of the rule of the unrighteous nations and the seed of Japheth. That's why I got that there. Look at Bereshit 9 and 27. That's why we got that there. And uh, this translations appear as though uh, the father himself uh, was saying, this is what he wanted in Bereshit but it doesn't, it doesn't agree with the rest of scripture, the way it's, it's translated here. Actually, uh, uh, Moshiach, who was this? This was Yisik. Yeah, this was Yisik, was telling these boys which direction they would go. He was prophetically seeing their destiny. It wasn't so much as the father is telling you this is your blessing. He was prophetically seeing, you know, destiny is where we're going. I, I, I found a rival point. And, and these fathers, you know, they weren't distracted with social media and all this kind of stuff. And they were king in the spiritual realm. And they knew where their sons, which direction they would go and what they would do. They would listen. And the father would reveal that to them. And then that's how they would name them. That's why all the names, original Hebrew culture, the names carried meanings. When nobody named popcorn a satellite or Lexus, or Mercedes, or Porsche, or Z, none of that, you see. The people that originally was were exposed to who the Father is in truth, they got these concepts all the way back to Adam. So, uh, and you know, we had the privilege of doing the same thing, I found that out. So I wasn't necessarily looking for Bible names, I was looking for names in the Hebrew that carry the meaning of the destiny of our children. 
And our last two, uh, Caleb and Israel, all, I listened to the Holy Spirit. I didn't just go no naming book. I was studying, studying, do things like this. And uh, Renee and I's oldest is Caleb, you know, uh, that came from us. Uh, the father told me, he, I was, matter of fact, my the theses, when I was in seminary, guess who I studied? It was Caleb. So I know Caleb very well, very well. So when the father said, Caleb, I already knew. I knew this would be a loyal young man committed to righteousness, one who would, and you no, know, he'll say, now nah, I ain't scared of nothing. I, you know, I've been wanting to tell him so bad. Make sure you're not saying that in the flesh. Really, that's, that's in you already to follow the place it there. But Caleb and, and, and they weren't scared, remember? Khalid and Yahashua said, we can do this. They gave no excuses. Now, you know, he got to grow into some things. They gave no excuses. Give me this mountain. And then when they was giving the land out, what did, what did Caleb say? He said, no, you ain't got to give me nothing easy. Y'all don't take the best land, the flat land. I want the mountain. I want where, where the rocks and stones, where we got to get in and make something out of nothing. Man, I feel like preaching. Because I told you, my thesis was on Caleb. I studied that, you know, back in 80, uh -oh, 88, <laughs> when I was in theology, you know. And uh, uh, Caleb said, him and y'all, no, just give, and who was Yahshua? He took them into the promised land. None of those men failed. And then with Yisrael, I didn't, he was almost here. And I heard the word prince and multiply and adder and, a, and one who would add. And I heard it so clear in my spirit, just like that. See, I'm just bringing these up to let you know that this is what you call a culture that was passed on from Adam. And men have been so marred. We in this, I'm, I'm teaching now. Men, the image of men, the importance of men, the honor of men have been so marred that men don't even know who they are no more. They don't even know their authority and, and the type of wisdom that the father want to put in them have been just, it's a woman's world now. See, James Brown kept telling you I was a man's world. <laughs> you better sit yourself down. We taking this over. Okay, all right, so let's read this uh, verse. I want to get this. I, I, this is going to be pretty, this is pretty good here. All right, he says, may Elohim extend Yaphet's, you know, J and OJ's in Hebrews territory, and may Yaphet live in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be the slave of Yaphet. So this is why uh, a lot of white people think that it was okay to make black people slaves. The Bible in its mistranslations. The word slave, uh, abed, abed, or abad in the Hebrew, actually, you'll find it first used in Bereshit 2.15 when he told Adam to abad the garden or the place where I place you all, where the culture of the kingdom is exposed to you. It wasn't a garden. It was a place where the culture of the kingdom was exposed to you. So he said, take that vision, I that's in you, but yet that, that let that vision of heaven control you. you. You catching it? And let that be, Darlette, the culture that you establish. Take the vision that you have, this revelation of the culture of the kingdom, and you make this a pathway and how to do things. And you this is how you're gonna build stuff. That's that's what it means. But you know, these these folks don't know. All right, let's go back here. Let's go pull it back up. You know, we taught it over and over again. Y'all should have know that. So when he was saying Yafet, he was telling, he said, Yafet, 
is going to live or appear, uh, appear in the congregation as Shem. Now, Shem, as well as Ham, were both brown-skinned people. Canaan was the blue-black. Shem and Ham genetically carried the same melon in their skin. Yafet carried a lot less melon. When uh, Canaan was born, he carried a whole lot of melon. So all this teaching about, you know, this is God's rainbow. It was one black, one brown, and one white. That's a lie. Take that down. That's a lie. And everybody teaching that need to quit teaching that lie. It doesn't agree with the gene pool and what produces melon. Period. You have to be brown with that gene pool to produce different melon counts in other human beings. That's why we keep saying all people, y'all call us black. We're not black. We're brown. All people on this earth come from brown people. And I ain't talking about how yellow they the, the gene pool. Study gene pool. Don't, don't listen to me. Just go study. Science is proven. All right. Now, so that's what he was making reference to that Shem, and he ain't talking about the Khazar and the Ashkenazi Jews you see over in Israel with the black hair and light skin. They're talking about them. All right. He, he's talking about them as it relates to Yafet. But now you got people over in the land acting like they're the originals and they are not. And most people believe they are. That's why they're sitting there because uh, Yisik said years ago what would happen later on. And you go to the book of Hazan, Revelation, you'll see Yeshua said himself in chapter two. You got those who say they, they are uh, dice and they are not. They fake. He, he said it right there. But you teach people this, but because uh, uh, TBN and all these other television stations been teaching a lie so long that a person immediately rejected. See, because some of y'all sitting there looking out because you're so full of all that fake history that when the truth come, there's a problem. I was taught wrong too, but I never submitted to it. I said, no, I don't believe that. Spirit of, Spirit of truth rejected it immediately. All right, now let's go back to our notes. So those are unrighteous, unrighteous nations and the seed of Yafet. Now at this present time, uh, Yafet's seed basically is dominating the world. Yafet's seed is. Even in Africa, Africa is the richest continent on this planet and, and the Chinese are about to take over over there. Am I right? Yes, I'm right. All split up, European nations, all in Africa, taking over over there. That's Yafet's seed. I mean, scripture talked about that. He talked about that. People, black as me, speaking Spanish. What you doing speaking Spanish? What are your native language? All the, when the, you, still, you still colonize. We go to different islands, and the, the English is mixed, the language is mixed with British language, because the Brits came there and left their culture there. And the people still are bound by that culture. Some don't even know their native language. That's the seed of Yafet dominant. That's the Gentile he's talking about. That it's the time of the Gentile. He already told us what would happen because of the rejection by the original people who knew God, Elohim, at first. They rejected him. All right, now, let's go on back here. All right, the seed of unrighteous nations and the seed of Yafet. Now, here's how it ends, these seven weeks. It ends with 
the rapture, I use it on purpose. There's another word for rapture, but I use it on purpose because folk out here don't know what they're talking about. It ends with the rapture of the overcoming ambassadors. We're going to look at uh, Revelation, uh, Hazan, which means to reveal in Hebrew, uh, 4 and 6. Let's look at the scripture, uh, 4 and 6, and the other ones, you go back and look at them for yourself. Let's pull up uh, 4 and 6, and you're going to see the overcoming ambassador standing around the throne, and this takes place right at the beginning of World War III. Okay, uh, come on, read them. Who want to read? Who is reading? I know we have designated readers on. Go ahead. Also in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. Hey, that's, good. that's good, because y'all going to want to uh, talk about the, the creatures. And I ain't talking about the creatures right now. These uh, Malachans. These are Malachans and cherubs. All right. Now, the, the point here is that he said also in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. Now, when you see the word sea, he is talk, not talking about the Atlantic Ocean. He's talking about people on that scale of numbers. Clear as crystal has to do with being clean. These are the spirits of people standing around the throne. Now, when you study the book of Hazan, Revelation, it's not written in chronological order. So you just can't run through there and, and try to put something together. You really can't put it together without looking at the other uh, prophetic writings in the Tanakh as well as in the Messianic. You got to go go all, you got to go through all of them. It's not nothing short. You got to spend hours of study, meditation, and listen and connect everything. That's why I say I'm doing a summary. We just won't finish teaching this. Okay, so that particular time, that is what, that time there was when the ambassadors, the overcoming believers were taken out and standing before the throne. That's what he's talking about there. And that happens at the beginning of the seven-year tribulation period. With, and what initiate that is World War III. It's going to happen just right together like that. And World War III hasn't began yet. So the taking away of the overcoming believers to receive and the father's always just and fair. He, if you if you do what you're doing, he always reward. He that comment to Elohim must believe that he what? He is, he exists, and he is a what? Rewarder of those who do what? Diligently seek him. He is not the type of parent that uh, give the same praise and gratitude to this bad knucklehead joker that want to do what you want to do as he give to this son or daughter who is bringing praise to the parents by walking obedience to the father. He don't do, he don't operate like that. He going to give you your rewards and those rewards for living an overcoming life, standing in faith, faith and being the resistant, the carriers of the power that's holding this lawless spirit from coming out full course. When we are taken out of here, Lawless, I see your hand. Lawlessness would be permitted to do some other things that's building up to happen now. All right, let me, I see your hand. Let me get this right here. So it ends 
the rapture, it ends, the 70 week. No, it don't end with the rapture. The seven, the last of the seven years of the 70 week is gonna begin with the rapture. I got in, it should be begin rapture of overcoming uh, ambassadors. Okay, Doc, may go, go right ahead and y'all take notes on the scriptures and uh, we're gonna move on. I gotta see what time it is. Go right ahead. Okay, just based on what you just said, um, it negates or go against the doctrine that we are in the tribulation period right now, because there are many people who are teaching that. And if we're in tribulation right now, where's World War Three? Because we're not in no tribulation. Absolutely. People need knowledge. That's that's being deceived. I guarantee you people teaching that they've been hurt in their church. Are disappointed at some leader or they found out about Easter and the leader kept teaching it and they rebelled against that. But what happened, bitterness was with it. And this where deception opened the door to deception and then start following doctrine of demons. That's what demons are teaching right now. And we're going to show you. I mean, the scripture is right there in the scripture. And uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 will tell you who is involved, the nations that's involved in World War III. It's coming. And also, most people who, all people who think like that don't know the difference between the taking away of the overcoming ambassadors and the second coming of Yeshua. He don't, when he come back, he is coming back to do battle. And that's the last year of the seven year tribulation period. That's what's going to end the 490 years. That last year is the last seven years. And what ended is the battle of Armageddon. What started is the taking away of overcoming ambassadors at coinciding with World War III. And then uh, y'all give me some of the little cliches they saying. Come when people say stuff real simple, and you believe it is because you're simple-minded. Satan don't take a scholastic, uh, theological, three-hour message to deceive people. He come in short statements, short sentences. Listen, he programmed the culture for people retention level to be very short. Just like on social media, you got what? Short reel, short this. And more people do that little short thing than a person who is set and get taught something. Am I right? I mean, we got some out there, but I said, just do it and then tie the remain of the message to it. You won't hear the rest of this go here. But for the most part, the tension span is very, if it's not entertainment, I mean, it'll sit there and watch a three-hour movie. It can be demons and everything and won't move, eat popcorn, drink all that. Fructose and high fructose and stuff that's killing you, and just sit there and have a ball. But if you go over an hour, I mean, 20 minutes teaching, and you go a lot of uh, churches with a lot of people in there, they know not to keep them people there alone because they'll walk off and go somewhere else. It's not about the word, it's not about Yeshua, it's about entertainment. And the tension span has been wrecked. Uh, during the Feast of Shavuot, they would teach all night long. Thousands of people would gather around to be taught all night long. 
the book of Masaoc, aka Acts, records that Sheol was teaching all night. And a young man wanted to hear the word and he went to sleep, fell out the window, off the window, died. Sheol went raising from the dead and kept teaching. You, you don't, it's very seldom you're going to find people like that today. And you're definitely not going to find them in a mega church. You, you, no, it's not. I already know I'm not against nothing or nobody. I'm talking fact. Remember, I've been involved in conferences. I've had training on this, training. I'm thinking, no, that's, that's I don't want to do that. I just won't have a mega church. I'm not doing it. I know too much. And I know the spirit of truth is in me. And that's not the way Yeshua did it. He didn't have, even, he didn't even have a mic. He didn't have run no commercials. Uh, what he said, it's time to change the way you think. The government of the kingdom is back. And at that time, people were looking for the government of the kingdom. And pick crowds together, and he had evidence, power on his life. He didn't sell not one bottle of oil, no handkerchief. All these fake pastors always selling stuff. They selling stuff. They are counsel you and charge you. You have to pay them to be around them. They got a security team around them. Those are fakes, and people pay it like that. Senior citizens sitting around sending money to these fake pastors. And the Holy Spirit in you. Now, what more miracle power do you need? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Settle down, son. All right. What takes place at the, at the end? Any questions y'all need to be asking them now? Because like I said, I'm doing a summary. And we hidden certain things. And there ain't no way possible. When we look at the book of Revelation, Hazan, and see the terrible, horrific things that take place in earth, ain't no way possible anybody can say that we're going through the tribulation that's in their right mind. Ain't no way possible. Y'all remember that tsunami that took place that happened? That ain't nothing. Record the longest, uh, the most horrific earthquake that ever happened, it haven't happened yet. Uh, you talking about a pandemic? That ain't nothing. When the real pandemic come, and the point about it, ain't no shot gonna help nobody. Ain't no pay uh, pay. What is it? PP the whatever it was. None of that stuff is gonna be able to remedy anything. Happy pen. Yeah, not, yeah, it, it's not going to help nothing. Why? Because the Father himself going to initiate that. Now, who can stand against the Lord? There's no plan, no government, no, no uh, deposit of food or money. Nothing will be able to help nobody. I'm about the rapture. I mean, the tribulation is happening now. Come on out of here. And you still going home and sleeping in peace and and and... Bro, and people say this who, who say they that's the problem. You reading the Bible, you're not studying scripture. That's the problem, you're not studying real history. We're, we're, we're gonna show you. I've been to Armageddon, I've been to Medigo, I've been there, I've been there. And if you go there, you got any type of Holy Spirit in you, you will know, man, this is the place. I don't want to be here when this go down. Mm -mm. I saw that valley out there. 
And when Yeshua's feet hit the Mount of Olive again, it's going to split all the way down there. That's an earthquake. My goodness. All right. Okay. Uh, let's get what takes place at the end of the 70. Let's, let's get some points here. Let's look at what takes place at the end of the 70. So we'll keep saying it that World War III, the, uh, the taking away of the overcoming ambassadors in World War III is going to initiate the tribulation period, which is the last seven years of the 490 years that was given to Daniel by the uh, malachim of truth, the scripture of truth. That's the proper definition terms for the writings of scripture is the scripture or writings of truth. You'll find it in Daniel. It's not the Bible. It's the scripture or the writings of truth. Now that's what an angel malachim said himself who came from him. All right. Now, this will take place at the end of the seven. Keep focusing on 70. Uh, somebody tell me what Hebrew alphabet did the number seven they come from? Ein. Absolutely right. And what does Ein mean? Give me some of the meanings of Ein. Ein means to experience. It means to see with vision. That's right, vision. That's why you got these uh, Illuminatis and all these people and all these demonic clubs and stuff. You got the triangle and you got all, see, even on the dollar bill, uh, uh, what they call the all seeing eye. And if you look at the Hebrew pictograph, the ancient African Medu neater in the Hebrew, the eye is represented by eye. All knowing, all seeing, to experience, vision. Eye denotes vision and experience. You see, we mentioned the Hebrew word abad when he told Adam to take this vision. You have an ongoing present experience with me. My presence is open to you. Take that and you colonize this earth. All right. So 70 weeks, you, you can see it now, 497 times 70. You got the seven in there and that's making reference to covenant. Is a covenant. You got Shemitah cycles also are broken into seven years. Seven is very, it's very powerful number. The father didn't say seven and just to be saying it. Remember, everything he does is, is uh, knit together. It's intertwined. It's infinite. Never ended. And man in his secular mind has taken uh, truth and perverted it and put it on dollar bills and hands and on dresses and this, that, and the other, denoting they are the all-seeing enlightened ones. You ain't enlightened. You're in, you, you're in darkened. Light is knowledge of the kingdom. And there's nothing secret. Ain't nobody bound behind no doors doing no initiation. This stuff is out in public. If you fooling with stuff that is secret and all these secret societies behind doors, that's the devil. Yeshua said, let your light shine. He didn't say cover nothing up and hide nothing. That's right. A real pastor, real teacher of the government of the kingdom, standing for truth. All right, let's look at what's going to take place at the end of the 70. So now when I encourage you all to study, you need to understand where we're coming from. This is going to empower you. What takes place at the end of the 70? Daniel 9, 24, 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city. We know what these 70 weeks are now. All right. Number one, 
to finish the transgression, to finish the transgression. What was the transgression? Who transgressed the law of the kingdom in the earth first? Who did it? Adam and Matthew's Uniga. That's right. That's right. And that nature have been in man since then. That's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. All right. To make an end of what? Sins. Rebellion. This coming straight from Daniel. To make reconciliation for iniquity. To bring in everlasting righteousness. To seal up vision and prophecy. And to anoint the most holy. The new heaven, the new earth, one king. And you know who he is talking about there. The most holy at the end of that 70 week, who is Messiah, the Messiah, Yeshua, coming down, coming back from the kingdom, along with the overcoming believers and everybody who went before then, do battle with his word, Armageddon, destroy all of those nations who are coming against uh, Jerusalem, that particular area, that water is going to break out. He's going to take care of that. And then he's going to rule and reign as king on the earth thousand years with the overcoming believers, with everyone who stood in faith and died in faith and belief when he left here. Thousand years. And during that thousand years, someone tell me what's going to be proven because we got to stop here. What's go what is going to be the courts of heaven have a requirement as relates to man that must be proven. So those thousand years are going to prove the what. I use this term all the time. The, the what. Nature. Say it again. The Adamic nature. The Adamic nature of man. What does that mean? That means that when Adam submitted to the word of, uh, of Satan and chose before heaven and earth to disobey and rebel against the, the government of the kingdom, when he did that, he took on a do wrong nature. His spirit was not connected to the father. It was cut off from the father and it was cut off eternally. This is why another law had to be brought in to override that eternal punishment, which required another man to come into earth and do what he did not do, obey where he did not obey. That's how important it is to know the mission of Yeshua. He's not a savior for your sin so you can keep sinning. He didn't come for that. He came to get activate a law where he would pay the price and satisfy the justice of heaven so that man can get another opportunity because eternal punishment was upon him. So Adam took on that do wrong nature and every human being that came from his seed from that point on had the same nature. That's why we had to be born again spiritually, but it could not be by the genes of the natural man. It had, be, it had to be by the genes of the spiritual man, the last Adam. The last mean original. 
Adam, when you look at that word, it also means the father's representative in the earth. Within the word Adam is a root word in the Hebrew for blood. Aleph, the first, the father, the father's first blood. Yeshua, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Our life, eternal life, was in the blood of Yeshua. And he took it, and when he covered the mercy seat of heaven, made atonement for that rebellious act that was committed, right then that penalty was stamped, overruled. Every man that come to Yeshua, every man that believe in him, the real reason he came, every man that understand the nature of the punishment of eternal death, and that would confess, recognize, acknowledge, Yeshua came in his earth, got in a fleshly body, dressed in the womb of Mary, Miriam, womb, got dressed in the womb of Miriam, came out and walked as a king, not, not, not a savior, he came as a king. A savior can save us, it took a king to come and undo what the first king messed up. And so people be saying, I, I hate to hear that, and I have compassion, but it's time to wake up. He did not suffer so we can keep sinning. Well, I know I'm sinning. I know I'm wrong. That's why we need a savior. No, 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 no. You need some sense. You think the father was sending his son in here to play games for nobody? My goodness, that bothers me. That's why he came, to get us to the point where we have an opportunity. That's why he said, okay, change the way you think the government is back. Now, when I get through going through the process that I'm going through, I'm going to make this government available back to everybody. They will acknowledge that I am the son of Elohim, walked in the flesh. And if you believe in me, you will be born again. That's what it's all about. Not get born again and keep sinning and doing stuff because some doctrine of demon been taught by some pastors and teachers that you're going to heaven anyway. Now, can you see how big of a lie that is? You can't pimp the Lord just to get folk in your church. And that's why they're teaching it. Because if you teach the truth, them folk will leave out like cows running from a, a, a pack of wolves. They don't want to hear nothing about no truth. People want heaven and hell at the same time. But there's a remnant out there. And I'm talking to somebody right now. You had enough of it. And you're not looking to die to go to heaven. You want to control your life right here on this earth. And you can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you to break away from all of this stuff. And everybody are not ignorant of the truth. It's time for a change. All right. So we're going to uh, stop and we'll pick up the next, next thing we're going to pick up. At. Show that other point, then we're out of here. We're going to pick up on the three doctrines concerning rapture and tribulation. The three doctrines, put that up for us, Ministry Tech. Uh, this is what we're going to get into next. The three doctrines concerning rapture and tribulation. Because there are three, three thoughts out here. Three thoughts out here. Okay, that's what we're going to deal with next. That's what we're going to deal with next. You can take it down now. Uh, we about out of here. We appreciate everyone. I, I made my closing. I made my clothing. I don't want you to get born again or die to go to heaven. Holy Spirit wants you to get born again so you can bring heaven on this earth. Prove to people 
that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can have victory. You can control life, circumstances, situation. You are valuable. You are worth, worth, worth. You are worthy based on what he have done for us. You are a marvelous creation. Mm. Marvelous, valuable vessel in this earth. The father created you. You don't down yourself. He created you. When people hate themselves, they're submitting to demons talking to them. Only a demon to tell you to hate yourself, be down on yourself, be depressed, be oppressed, go in depression because you're not satisfied with yourself. Don't, don't hear those thoughts. You are wonderfully, the scripture says, and marvelously, marvelously made. <laughs> you are somebody. You don't need a man or woman to place value or validation on you. By the simple fact that you made it through to the point you are, proves that you're worthy.